Hi, it's Randy G with the Holistic Health Hotline. We're going to talk a little bit more about the secret today. Everybody is talking about the secret. How to manifest things in your life, how to attract the good things to you that you've always wanted. Um, we've talked about it before. You can go on podomatic.com, uh, earthwalk-usa.podomatic.com, or you can go on earthwalk-usa.com and scroll down um, through any of 60 different episodes, but the secret is in there if you want to listen to the beginning. Uh, this is kind of part two, I guess, because <clears throat> we need to hear some of the stories about how these things happen, and I'm going to tell you a couple. We had, uh, about a year ago, I talked about a woman who was having trouble with her partner um, and couldn't get things cleaned out of her houses and had uh, they had a huge house on the lake. I used to do Voice America podcasts from there. And they had another house that was just sitting empty, but not really empty, filled to the rooftops with junk. And uh, a couple other things going on that had gone on for several years. And as they sat down at a seminar, um, somebody said to them, why don't you draw a circle and and fill this circle in with things that you think can be done and things that you think might be done. And as you go out further and further in the circle, write down the most outrageous things that you think couldn't possibly be done, be done but, but you really want to be done. And my friend wrote down cleaning out one house in within six months and cleaning out the other one within one year. And her partner laughed at her and said that was atrocious. There was no way they were going to get it done. They had no time to go through every little thing before they decided whether they needed it or they needed to sell it or needed to throw it away or give it away, which is a whole other discussion, which I may go into today. But um, uh, she was laughed at. And it's interesting what happened after that because her partner decided that um, knee surgery was necessary and went into the hospital for knee surgery and while that was going on I actually helped her get some friends together and we went to the first house and we cleaned it all out um, did a garage sale and threw away a lot of things and actually cleaned it to the point where if if it was able to be rented it could be or it could be sold or whatever so that there'd be an income from that house there'd be money from that house and the house wouldn't be full of of junk that actually happened within that first six months um, it just happened why because because she put the energy out there for it to happen she really wanted it to happen and things according to God manifested themselves the way they should okay step two the house got filled all up again which upset her completely and said, you know, this is not what this was for. This was for income. This was for either selling or renting. And now it's filled with junk again. So it changed her relationship. And in that change in her relationship, um, it was done still with love, but it ended up being a turning point in her life. And she decided to actually end the relationship as it was. That is ending life the way we know it only ending life the way we know it. So she changed her relationship with this person and moved out. She moved a little bit of her things out and um, actually we took her in and she came to our house and over the course of living here uh, we talked to her and supported her and and helped her do more things and we ended up going to the first house and saying okay it's time to start cleaning out this house so that if it's going to be sold which now it needs to be it has to be cleaned out. So we, we took more friends and we cleaned out her house and we had a garage sale and we had um, 
uh, a charitable giving time where we took things everywhere and and dropped them off at at um, hospitals and schools and camps and goodwill and anything you can think of. And it was a huge house. It was four bedrooms, four bathrooms, two offices on a lake with a pool, three sheds, and a two-car garage. It was a a, a workspace. <sighs> okay, last week the house was sold. And she has now purchased a new house, all in the course of just under one year. All done in spite of the fact that people around her, and especially the person that she had been with for 46 years, laughed in her face and said, that's ridiculous. We've spent seven years talking about cleaning it out, it'll never be done. We don't have time. We don't have the inclination, we don't have the willpower, and we don't know what to do anyway. We're too busy, we're too busy, we're too busy. All she wanted was to do that. Now, she didn't sit around thinking about it every day. She didn't pray about it every day. Of course, every night she she talks to God like most of us do, one way or another, and um, said, you know, I want my life to be, to be a little simpler, and I want, or I am um, happy, but I want to be happier. Uh, I'm grateful for the happiness that I do have, and I'm grateful for whatever you provide for me. Those are the kinds of prayers that you that you say. You don't say, I want a million dollars next week, and I wish I'd win the lottery, and I want to be healthy, and I'm, I'm so sick, please help me feel better. Because when you say those kinds of things, you're actually attracting all kinds of different energies. When you say, I'm so sick, please help me be better, first of all, you've said, I'm so sick, so you will be. Helping me to be better is relative. You could be 2% better tomorrow and your wish has been answered. What you have to do instead is to say, I am a healthy person, thank you. I am grateful for my health. I'm grateful for the abundance that you have sent to me. I'm grateful for all the things that I have in my life. And then somewhere deep in your heart and soul, put down what you want. Don't etch it down as a, as a demand. Um, don't put it in there as a wish that may never come true. Draw that circle and say, these are the things that would make my life complete having a house cleaned out, making my, my relationship being better, having more time to travel, having more money to travel with. Um, these things will help make my life complete. And then say the prayers, not to not for those things, but for your gratitude. That's all she did. She didn't think about it. She didn't have any idea how any of these things were ever going to work out or manifest themselves, and, and never had expectations either that it was going to happen overnight. After all, this has been going on for some time. Our timelines are way different from God's. Our energy levels are different every day. So the amount of energy that you may or may not be putting into a manifestation will change on a daily basis, actually change on a, on a, on a dime, in a minute, in a moment, in a nanosecond, um, because we allow other energies to come in and cross-fade and cause static in, in, our, uh, in our paths so that we don't get or manifest the things that we need to get as quickly as we could. We're not clear. We're not clear channels. We don't, um, we don't have the clarity because we are so full of the negativity. So she didn't. She's actually one of the most um, unconditionally loving, sweet people I have ever known. And so what she does throughout her day and throughout her life is she kind of listens to what people are wishing for, hoping for, and she becomes the angel for them. In, in any way that she can. She does what she can with her energy to help other people's lives be better. So she's doing some of God's work at the same time. She doesn't think about or dwell on what she's trying to get in her life, which she did not do during this whole time. So what happened around her, 
she she put that energy out there and said, yep, Bass Bay will be cleaned in six months, and the other house and sold, and the other house will be cleaned in, in um, six months, and this will all be done and within the year. This will all be done. She also wanted to fly. Um, she had always wanted to be a bird as a child. So within three months of saying that, she actually went parasailing and had never done that before. So three things out of five on her list, and I really don't know the other two, or maybe she's completed all five, I don't know, but three out of five things that she wanted to manifest in one year's time have already happened, and it's less than a year. God listens to what's going on. Your energy is out there cosmically, electronically, metaphysically, and it will create whatever you need created as long as you don't dwell on it and try to manipulate it. What we have a tendency to do as human beings, and I talk to many of my close, close people about this, is we tend to come from our heart and soul when we're trying to accomplish something for either ourselves or someone else. We say our prayers. We pray and say, oh, please make them better. Oh, please you know we need the money for such and such or whatever and you and you've actually already put the wrong energy into the prayer and then as things happen in our lives we think we know better on how to manage or control what is happening what she could have done when the one house wasn't getting cleaned out is first of all she could have gone over there and burned it down or hired somebody to clean it out and thrown away all the wrong things or not done anything when it came up it was spontaneous her partner went to the hospital. I happened to hear that. I said, oh, perfect timing. Let's clean out the house because it's going to be about a week and a half, and that way there won't be any, any problems, and it'll all be done as a present. And she presented the clean house as a present, as a gift, and it wasn't accepted. When it wasn't accepted, it was a spontaneous reaction to say to herself, that's not what I want in my life. I want these gifts to be accepted, and she changed her life. But all during the course of those six months, she didn't think about, how oh, maybe I ought to do this, or maybe I should paint it, or maybe I ought to change the porch, or I should put extra cars in to see if I can get somebody to pay more, or I should ask this higher price and see what how low actually people will go so I can at least get money out of it. There was never anything that was um, selfish in the way she was thinking about how these things were going to be done. Now let's add a little complication and another plot or a subplot to this whole story. At the same time that all these things were going on, my mother was up in Georgia and um, my mother and I do have a history, obviously, of differences. She came from a whole different life. I lived on my own as a, as a child, but I've taken her in twice and, and she is by herself and she's going to be 83 this year. So she was up in Georgia and um, running out of money. And I am not a rich alternative therapist or alternative practitioner. None of us who are in this field ever seem to, to get there, and that's fine. I'm, I'm still the richest person I know in the world but because of all the people I have in my life. But um, she, she was running out of money. And so she said to me in an email that she was going to be leaving for Austin, Texas to look at a military home to live in because she could no longer afford the mortgage for the house that she was in in Georgia. Simultaneously, I had been, all that time, I had put it into my mind and my heart and my soul that something had to happen with my mother so that I would be less stressed about where she was and the fact that she was alone and uh, that I wouldn't have to, to leave and rush places so that if she did fall or she did get sick, I had to be there for her. And so I put that out there and then I let it be. I let God handle it. So what God did is she let 
she he got her to send me that email, I guess. And then right underneath that email was an email from my friend who was in the house, but she actually emailed me. And it was about butterflies and, and things like that. And next door to me was a woman and her husband and two children who had come to me twice talking about how they needed to manifest change in their life. So what happened all at once is that they all of a sudden got what they wanted. He needed to move to Seattle, Washington, because he had always wanted to be back there, and their house went up for sale. My friend wanted to live closer to where we were because she got that support system from us. She had purchased a a, a lot and um, was supposed to build a house on it, but the workers never got around to doing what they were supposed to do, so she purchased the house next door. She had been sweet enough and maybe needy enough to come with me once to visit my mother. They had met um, several months before and liked each other. Um, they had met Christmas, the Christmas before all of this began, actually, and liked each other right away. And so I wrote my mother and I said, how about this? How about since uh, my friend is buying a house next door and you two get along, how about I talk to her about you living together? And she said, really? Let me know if this is true. I wouldn't mind living with her at all. I went to my friend and said, would you mind living with my mother? My friend said, I can't live alone. I can do everything else by myself, and I want to be close to you guys, but I don't want to live alone. She had lost her mother when she first purchased the house that now was sold. Big full circle here. Her mother had actually gifted her most of the house in her in her uh, estate. So <clears throat> she had lost her mother. I still have my mother. Now my mother has moved down here, and my friend is has moved in, owns the house that my mother is going to live in, which is going to cost her one-third of the amount of money it did where, where she was living before. She's got her house up for sale in Georgia, and they're living right next door, and they walk across the backyard to visit. So my mother has me. My friend has us. We have them. The houses are gone that were causing many of the problems. The relationships have changed. And as much stress that has gone on over the course of moving and packing and trying to find things, and everybody who has ever moved knows what I'm talking about, in spite of all that stress, the happiness level is ten times higher. Because everybody has actually manifested exactly what they needed. But they didn't do it by pleading with God and say, please do something for me today. And da, da, da. and then you go on trying to manipulate all of the, the, the uh, results of your prayers. We do manipulation a lot when we pray. So I really want to get better. And then the next day we think about it. Or that night we think about it. The next day we run out and we buy all these drugs. And that's going to make us better. Well, that's not what God told you to do. God didn't say a word, so because you couldn't hear what was being said, you think that you're supposed to run out and buy drugs because the doctor told you to, or your neighbor told you to, or your mother or father told you to. Um, we pray for money, and then we try to manipulate how we're going to get that money, whether it's selling something that we really didn't want to sell, or selling it higher than it should be sold for, or selling it to people who shouldn't have to buy it, or... Um, manipulating people at work so that we compete with them and we get higher pay than they get, or manipulating the stock market, whatever we're doing to manipulate the income that we think we need. Somebody told me two days ago that I'm well taken care of, in spite of the fact that 
I am so busy with so many people that I really don't have a high income. And I and when I think about that, every time I'm told that, it's absolutely true. I have nothing that I need in this world. I don't have to manifest any more things. I did it as I was younger. I manifested a lot of things. But I don't have any special needs. I don't need a brand new car tomorrow. I've got a good car. I don't need a home to live in. I have a wonderful home. I don't need a place to work. I have a wonderful place to work. I don't need income. I have everything provided. I don't need more clients. I have more than enough. Um, I don't need more clothes. I have more than sufficient. And if you look in your closet, guess what? You've got ten times more than what you need. I don't really have any needs. I'm well taken care of. And that's all I ever asked for. When I lived by myself in a cemetery and made my commitment with God, which was my main relationship at the time besides with myself, I said, I will do whatever you ask me to do. But we're in this together. And guess, you know, everything that I have done has been provided for me without a problem. And I accept it. And so then the questions are asked. How did you make it happen? How did you make this happen and that happen? Where did you find the right energy to do this? What did you ask for? What words did you use? All I did was use unconditional faith, which nobody ever talks about. I have absolute faith that whatever I feel in my heart that is coming from love and not from fear, that whatever I feel in my soul is in the highest and best good of everyone that I am in contact with regardless of how much I know of that contact. When I ask those two questions and I know that they're okay, I have absolute faith that no matter what happens in the next minute, hour, day, or week is the absolutely right thing to happen. I accept it, I go with it, and guess what? The results are always positive. I don't know how to truly teach people how to do these things. Um, I've done it since I was a child. And I, and I try through all of my podcasts on holistic health to incorporate the mind, the body, the spirit, the politics of the world, the culture of our society, so that you can see and hear the different things that happen around you that you're not paying attention to. If you start paying attention, truly paying attention, anything you want is yours. Everything you want is yours. It's provided for you. But you really have to listen. You have to pay you have to watch. You have to pay attention to everything with your with all the senses that you were gifted with. Uh, you know, people see birds and they they just look at them and ignore them or don't look at them and ignore them. If a certain bird comes into my yard who hasn't been there before, I pay attention because that bird is trying to tell me something. And that sounds weird to some people. That sounds like, you know, that's I don't know, Native American voodoo or something. But um, everything that is, that's out there is being provided for a reason. When I hear about the fires in Florida and California and the floods in Missouri and the weird winds up north and the fish dying and the the whales dying of malnutrition and being washed ashore in the Gulf and, uh, you know, uh, pet foods being infected with things and Every single one of those events means something to me. It shows me how the world is changing, which way it's going, the metaphysics of the world, what the electronics are around our, our world. Um, and and then I, what I do from that is the very next thing that happens is going to tell me which direction to turn because of those events. So, for instance, there's fires in Florida. I just moved my mother out of Georgia, 
the smoke has gone to Georgia where she lived she she can't breathe as it is so she has been taken out of there and protected my daughter's boyfriend was supposed to get a job in Florida now does this mean oh that was fearful boy good thing she didn't go no she was protected she would have been probably right at the place where all these fires were right now or he would have been and that wouldn't have been a good thing but he was protected because the energy of the people around her who love her have said make her protected no matter what happens or where she's supposed to go or what she's supposed to do protect her love her enough to protect her and so she's always protected and as of today she's in Costa Rica so I know she's protected I'm not I'm not afraid I'm not worried um, it's been manifested already what her path is going to be and I have absolute unconditional faith that it will be fine because I'm coming from the right place and I guess the intention is the most important thing not what you're trying to see is the end result what is your intention when you ask for something in your life is your intention love and who is it love for? Or what is it love for? If you're asking for money, is it because you love wealth? Is it because you love the power that money gives you? Is it because you love the freedom that money gives you? Is it because you love the people around you that you want to share the money with? Is it because you love the the egotistical space it puts you? Or you love things, so you want to buy more things? Well, now you have to examine if that's love or fear. Because half the things I just said were not love of anything. They were fear of not having. And people don't see that very often. Oh, no, I love beautiful things. That's why I want to have money. Why do you love the beautiful things? Because I want them around me. Why do you want them around you? Because I need them around me. Why do you need them around you? Because it makes me feel safe. Now we're back to fear. Why did you feel not safe, not having things around you? Because I feel like I'm lonely. So you put a lot of things around you so you don't feel lonely. Yes, that's what I do. Then that's fear. That's not love. Let's challenge the fear first so that you don't need a lot of things around you. And then your prayers are going to change. Your prayers for money and things will change because you don't, you're don't. you not coming from fear anymore. And God knows whether you're coming from love or fear. And that's why sometimes when people pray, they think they're not answered. They pray for winning the lottery in New York State. And God says, no, because your reason for winning the lottery is that you want to go out and gamble or, or drink or buy everybody presents. And if you had bought, if you'd won that money and you bought, you know, person A, the car, and person B, the house, things might have happened in that car or with that house that would have affected you negatively. I can't let that happen for you. So even though you have free will and you've prayed to me for that, you've prayed for the wrong reasons and they won't be answered that way. So then people come back and say, well, see, I tried to manifest things and it didn't work. Now I'm frustrated. Because you first, before you start this manifestation, before you listen to all the films and you read all the emails about the secret that you've been doing and read the books and, and do all that stuff, you better start someplace else. You have to start with your intention and with the two questions. In my quest for manifesting or attracting the, the positive things I want in my life, am I coming from love or fear? And when I realize that I am coming from love, is what I'm asking for, whether that be material or emotional or psychological or physical, whatever, is that thing or those things that I'm asking for, are they in the highest and best interest of everyone, you and everyone else? everyone else and you. When you can answer those questions positively, 
and correctly and truthfully, your intentions are out there correctly, your energy will travel without static. God will hear it, or Buddha will hear it, or whoever you believe in. All that energy will be out there to manifest and create exactly what you wanted. Maybe not tomorrow, but in the time it was supposed to come. And it's that simple. And in the course of your life, when you get to be 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years old, or more, you'll look back and you'll say, you know what? Everything I asked for was provided for me. Everything I tried to create and co-created happened. That's how easy it is. That's the secret. And there will be part 3 and 4 and 5 for this, because it's coming up so constantly that I have to deal with it on a more regular basis and help people get out of this thought of, I'm praying and trying and it's not happening, so I'm frustrated, so I'm going to go take antidepressants or eat myself to death or go drink or go gamble my troubles away or whatever it is that people think they have to do when things aren't um, immediate. It's like running to a doctor to get an immediate fix when you've spent 35 years getting sick in the first place. That's not going to happen if you do it the right way. So that's it for today's 25 minutes. This is Raina G with the Holistic Health Hotline. Please go to earthwalk-usa.com and spend some time there. Click on the links. There's news links and information links and resource links and everything that we do for you for nothing is right there for you. Spend some time there. It doesn't take anything away from us for you to sit there. We don't make anything for you to click on anything. What I get from that is the satisfaction of knowing that you're getting the education and the information that you need when you need it. earthwalk-usa.com. This is Raina G. Have a great day. I'll talk to you in a couple.